Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. Today we've got something really special for you. We're going to talk about your future business. That's right, I've got an expert on picking businesses to match people and their goals. You're going to love this show because we're going to talk about what you can do with your future. I want your dreams to run wild because this is the guy who can make them all happen. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Scott Majeski to the Inside BS Show. Scott, welcome aboard. Tell people why you make their career dreams come true. What is your job? What do you do? Sounds great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm a franchise consultant. I help people make that transition from corporate America into business ownership through a franchise system. So how do you become a franchise consultant? Like, I love the story that you have because you're exactly who I want to help me pick a franchise. Explain to people how you became a franchise consultant. So when uh, I worked in corporate America, I worked in the investment world. <clears throat> and um, in 2008, when the investment world blew up, I got chewed up and spit out. And, you know, they weren't hiring vice president level uh, people like myself. So I had to remake myself. So um, I know someone in the industry, I contacted him and asked him, how do I learn about franchising? Thinking that that might be an option for me. And so he connected me with a franchise consultant. I went through the process and I ended up opening a PuroClean water, fire and mold restoration company. And uh, I opened my doors, you know, June 1st of 2009, right? Right at the height of the, uh, uh, the Great Recession which my friends thought I was absolutely insane to do. And so uh, I opened my business and grew that business out of the recession, uh, grew it to a profitable business. And then in November of 18, um, I sold that business. And just through kind of luck, I got called by an ex-colleague who lost his job. He called me to ask me about, you know, my my business, heard I was doing well, wanted to ask me some questions about franchising. And after that phone call, we hung up. I'm like, well, why can't I be a franchise consultant? So I looked into that and, and got connected with the right people and ended up, you know, getting into FranNet and transitioning into a franchise consultant. So tell me, what do you do when somebody comes to you and they say, all right, I'm ready. I've always wanted to have a Cinnabon franchise or something crazy like that like how do you go wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> you know like explain explain the process to me so I come to you I'm not a blank canvas I have an idea of what I want to do how do you set them straight how do you fix them up so so that you put them in something that's going to be a good fit for them sure uh, you know, ultimately we, we want to know what their why is right what's what's driving them to to make this decision and because we want it to be the right decision and a good decision, because it's a it's a very important decision and it's a big decision for not just themselves but their family. And so, you know, we, we want to make their make sure that their why is 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 a good reason. And you know, then we start educating them on what small business business ownership is and what it isn't. And what franchise business ownership is and, and what it is not. And, you know, so we do a lot of education up front and, 
you know, we get to understand, you know, what their goals and objectives are, right? What are they looking for? What do they want in a business? What kind of lifestyle do they want, right? What kind of income do they want? Um, and so we're trying to get to understand their why, what they want, what their goals and objectives are, you know, what type of investment level um, they have to make capital, um, what the risk tolerance is, and, you know, what their interests are, of course. And, um, and if it's a Cinnabon, great, you know, we'll work with them and, you know, try to help them there and, and see if they're open to other ideas. Because the fact is that most people that we, we work with you know, may have an idea, most don't, and have no understanding of the breadth of the franchise world, right? That there's there's almost, you know, 3,900 different franchise concepts, you know, in, in North America. So most people don't have a clue of that. And and so we, we try to really get to understand who they are before we, you know, start throwing ideas at them. So the... How much, I mean, obviously the investment level has to play a role in this. How much of a role does the investment level play versus their strengths? Because look, if you saved up X amount of dollars and you really want to do this and it requires X plus, you know, 20,000, you can save up the 20,000 and do it next year. You don't have to do it today. So what are the elements of the selection process? It's their, it's their personality. It's what they're suited to do, but there's gotta be, there's an investment component to it too, right? Absolutely. Right. And, and it's a very big component. And so, you know, we, we, we work with them to understand, you know, what their, what their, you know, capital investment uh, level is, you know, what, what they're willing to put out there. Um, you know, they have to have, you know, some cash, you know, the rule of thumb is whatever the total investment level is, you're going to need about a, you know, 25 to 30% in cash, you know, to get going, the rest can be financed in one of, you know, many different ways. And so we want to understand that they have the cash, they have the net worth to sustain themselves while they're getting this business up. You know, do they, is it a husband and wife and is one partner, um, you know, going to be working while the other partner gets the business up? Um, and, you know, how are they going to secure their financing? But, you know, what is what is their investment level? And then, you know, how much income do they want to get out of this business? Right. If I get a client that comes to me and says, you know, I want to make five hundred thousand dollars a year. OK, fifty thousand dollars isn't going to get you there. Right. And it's not it's not a direct correlation necessarily, but, you know, five hundred thousand dollars in annual you know, income is, you know, a multi-unit, um, you know, franchise investment um, um, model. Right. One, you know, one Cinnabon is not going to get you there. So you have to understand what their investment level is, what their income desires are, and then find a business that can, you know, generate that investment or uh, generate that income for that given investment level. And then, you know, do you have the cash? Can you get the financing? Can you put the package together and then, you know, do your due diligence, do your exploration? understand the business model, uh, understand the economics of the business model, meet with management, meet with the operating managers, call the, you know, the, the existing franchisees, 
you know, ask them what the real world is like. We call that validation, right? All that comes together, you know, at the end of a three to six month process, right? To hopefully them go, I'm not sure, right? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to fear. Um, you know, most people have never been in the business for themselves. And so, we, you know, we have to get them to see that, you know, they can do this and we have to get them over that fear factor at the end of the day. Okay. So that's, that's a great overview. Thanks for that. Now let's talk a, a little bit about what people, what people look at when they they're thinking about a business then they're thinking about a franchise and let's talk about what the reality is right so people people will probably come to you and think you know they're they, as soon as they so they they come to you and they think oh i'm gonna have five mcdonald's in like a you know a, a 30 square mile area when in reality most franchise owners i think and you can you can tell me for sure are like your are like your business Right, they're they're out there every day. They're hustling. They're making it happen. And when they find another another guy who can run the truck, they can get a second truck. And maybe that's three years in, and that's when they end up with some leverage, and they can, you know, and they can really, you know, start to add to their team. So, talk about how you help people, and maybe you do it gently. Maybe it's just a shock and awe approach. How you help people reconcile what they think the the franchise business is going to look like versus what a franchise business really looks like because it's a franchise business is still a business right i remember talking to a landscaper and the landscaper told me you know i got five trucks on the road now which means i have five teams of guys which means i have five times the problems which means we have five sets of lawnmower blades to sharpen at the end of the day and you know five trucks to hose down and clean out at the end of the day and he's like you know, I, this is, you know, it's more money, but it also adds more, you know, it adds more complexity to the business. So how do you help owners see that right from the start? Because you want them to be in this for the, for as long as possible and then sell it and make money when they sell it. Right. So how do you help them reconcile those two things, the dream with the reality? Sure. You know, one of the main reasons of going into business through a franchise system is because it's a it's a business in a box, right? The, the processes, the, um, you know, the equipment, the, uh, you know, the insurance, right? The vendors, the suppliers, right? Have all been thought of the marketing, the sales, right? Has all been thought of and put into an operations manual. Uh, they have all the processes, uh, franchisors are very keen to the employment uh, situation. So now they have right um, processes for um, uh, recruiting and retention. And, and so that's one of the main reasons why people go into business through a franchise is because they can get in, get trained on all of this, and then go out and execute the system. Now, what that story that you told me, you know what I heard a lot of? I heard of a lot of why I can't do. 
right? But the first thing you said is I've got five trucks. You know what that means? So he, he you know, let's say, you know, he's got five trucks at any one time, four are out there, maybe one's in a maintenance, right? So he's got four trucks out a day. Maybe his guys can do five jobs a day, right? That's 20 jobs, 20 times, you know, $100, right? That's what? 20 times 100 is $2,000 a day. $10,000 and 40,000 a month. Okay, that's a pretty good business, right? Are there, you know, are there employee issues and, you know, sharpening blades? Yes, but franchise systems have a process for doing all of that, right? Franchise systems have taken out the extraneous stuff of the business model, so you don't have to spend money educating yourself or losing money as sometimes I, I did in the, in, in the restoration world, you know, educating myself on what not to do. Um, so they have processes for the, for all of that. And so that's why they do their due diligence, right? And they, they, they talk to, you know, the business development officer, they talk to the management folks inside of the franchisor, and then they transition to speaking with the franchisees where the rubber meets the road, right? What is the actual day in the life of a franchisee? Both one that's you know started and he's only he or she's only three months into it, those that are you know three to five years into it, and then you know the old dogs that are you know five seven years plus, right? Because there's different stages, so they understand you know what it's like to be a, a, you know an, an owner in this business, and by all means, I'm not saying that business ownership is is easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, of course. Right. Um, and in the restoration uh, business that I was in, right, there, there's lots of, you know, daily tasks that, you know, can be frustrating. But if you have a process and you hire good people and you retain those people, right, and you build a solid team behind you, right, you know, this is a very good way to go into business. And so, you know, I. We don't do shock and awe, right? That's that's the kind of wrong approach, right? We want to, you know, get them to do their due diligence and get them to see um, what they can do, and, you know, so they build up their own confidence. This has to be their decision, not my decision, right? So, you know, we want to get them all of the information that they need to make an informed decision that this is the right business for them, they have the confidence and the excitement to go ahead and, you know, to pull the trigger and, and to go into business. Okay, that is an excellent uh, description of why franchising makes a lot of sense. Talk to me about the the model where someone is, uh, they're, they're a later stage uh, person in their career. They're, they're at a later stage in their career and they have the ability to, perhaps run one unit themselves, but invest in another unit and they have a team from another business or whatever, and they're going to, and they've already had experience running a franchise or whatever. So they're going to follow the system. Is there, is there that model of person who comes to you and says, Hey, Scott, listen, you know, we've, we've been in business before. 
we will we'll get one franchise in zip code 10028 and then you know 6 months later we want to we want to get a right of first refusal at the at the outset for zip code you know 10029 and in 6 months we want to take that over and you know after i and my number 2 learn the business in 6 months i want to put him in charge of 10028 and i'll go open up 10029 is there is there that type of person out there too yeah, absolutely. And even before they open up, we have that discussion of, you know, do you want to start with one territory or one unit? Or do you want to open up as a multi-unit franchise owner um, with a development schedule, right? You know, what is your vision? How do you see this business growing, right? Um, how big do you want to get? You know, there are some people that want to be empire builders. Okay, well, Again, here's your investment level, time, you know, strategy. So yeah, I mean, some people start start with one territory, um, and they grow that territory, and they're very successful. And then they're like, you know what? I wanna I wanna expand and you know, you know, get the next territory. Um, the the potential issue with that is, you know, maybe that territory next to them isn't there in a year or two, right? Maybe an, a, another franchisee picks it up. Versus if, you know, if my growth model is, right, I'm going to expand in a couple years or, you know, when I hit a, you know, a, a KPI with this uh, a territory. So I'll pick up two or three territories today, lock them in, and then I can grow into them and oper start operating them when I'm ready and when I hit these, you know, key targets. And a lot of franchisors have that. How model. have you seen the the industry change during the you know during the past i don't know you know since since you since you got into since you bought your restoration business and as you've grown in as a you know as a franchise consultant how have you seen the industry change over that uh, over that time period what what changes have taken place uh, the restoration industry no, or in franchising, you know, franchising, franchising in general well, you know, the, the, you know, great job market we had from, uh, what was it, uh, uh, 16 to 20, right? Uh, you know, people are like, ah, I'm out of a job. I'll hang out for four, four months. You know, I've got six months of unemployment. I'll find a job in those last two months. And they were right, right? So <laughs> it was, you know, it was difficult, uh, more difficult to find um, you know, prospects that wanted to go uh, and look into business ownership. Um, not to say that it dried up at all. Of course, there are those, you know, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. Um, you know, and then, and then COVID hit and, you know, that just sent everything every, every way. And, you know, people, people like to make, you know, big decisions when there's certainty, you know, in their lives and, and COVID totally turn that upside down. So, um, you know, the franchising world as a whole, you know, had a pretty big shutter through it. You know, lots of businesses didn't know, you know, they scrambled to survive, right, or figure it out, which they did. Uh, the nice thing is, is, you know, I saw franchisors um, come together and support their franchisees in new ways that I've never I've never seen before. So that was that was awesome to see, and you know they continue to do that. 
you know, COVID drove innovation within franchise systems, fitness, you, you know, all the online, you know, app, uh, applications with fitness, food with all the, you know, no touch delivery. Um, you know, you're going to see ghost kitchens popping up here very, very soon. Um, so, you know, COVID has, you know, changed all of our worlds in many different ways and franchising is no different. Um, and so it was scary there for a little bit, um, but it's created, you know, new opportunities and, you know, franchising is very alive and doing very well. Um, but the job market does seem to still be an impediment to, you know, people wanting to look into um, business ownership as well. All right. So I want you to I want you to give some thought to uh, to this next question. And I'm going to give you a minute to think about it because I want to I want to introduce the folks to our sponsor. So think about this question. What is uh, what is a franchise that when you present it to people, they immediately go, wow, that's really interesting. What is the, I, I guess I'm asking you, Scott, what is kind of the, what is kind of the hot or trendy uh, franchise brand or, or franchise concept that you talk to people about and they're immediately, they may not sign up for it, but they're, they immediately go, ooh, how does that work? So I want to hear the answer to that question in just one minute. First, I want folks to know that if you're a business owner, eventually you're going to think about selling your business and you're going to want to know how much your business is worth. I've got the exact people you should call to answer that question. You need to call my friends at Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. You see, for over 35 years, the folks at Sandrowski have been helping people do business valuations. That means they look at the business and they can dive deep into the financials. They can look at comparable business in the marketplace and they can tell you what your business is worth. Now, when is this valuable? Well, it's valuable if you're within five to say seven years of selling your business. It's valuable if you're going to merge with another business. It's valuable if you're looking to buy a business and the business that you're looking to buy may be comparable to yours, but it may be in a better place or it may be in a worse place. You need a valuation on that business. The folks at Sandrowski can do that. They understand business and they are a CPA firm with a different perspective. So if you want to call them, you need to do this. Dial 866-717-1607. Man, you can tell how old I am. I just said dial, right? 866-717-1607. You see, kids, we used to have phones that had a big thing on the front that was round and you would stick your finger in the in the little hole. Anyway, 866-717-1607. Call Sandrowski today. They will help you make a good decision. They will help you reposition your business or restructure your business if you need to. They'll help you save money on your taxes too. 866-717-1607. We're also brought to you by my Revenue Roadmap Guide. All you need to do to get a copy of my Revenue Roadmap Guide is go to a website named revenueroadmapguide.com. Now, here's the thing. This is the guide I use to help my clients with business development. So if you're a lawyer and you want to build your book of business, you're a CPA, you want more clients, you're an engineer, you're a consultant, you do anything involving relationships, the Revenue Roadmap Guide will help you. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info. This is free. You can download your business development plan, no cost at all. It's my gift to you for being a listener, for being a viewer of the show. All right, so Scott, 
What is the concept these days when you say to people, hey, have you ever thought about this? They go, ooh, that's really interesting. How does that work? What concept is really hot in franchising now? So there's, you know, any anything that is, you know, environmentally friendly, you know, tends to be tends to be hot, tends to be, you know, interesting, um, not always accepted right at first, but, you know, definitely people are, you know, more conscious about environment, environmentally friendly businesses today than than not. So um, and, and I kind of use this business as the wild card when I when I present, you know, my findings to to a client, right? It may sometimes it may not completely fit, you know, their their profile, um, but we like to bring in a wild card just because you never know, and sometimes they're the ones that you know our clients go to. So this is a uh, a waterless, absolutely no water is used, mobile car wash business. Okay, how do they okay. clean not, the car? Not, not very sexy. <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> you, you, you didn't ask sexy. No, but. <laughs> listen. Hey, I, I, I'm a big fan of dry cleaners. Dry cleaners aren't sexy, but the thing about dry cleaners is the client lifetime value. It's the repeat customers, right? You get them to, to drop right. their shirts off one time, to pick up their shirts one time. If they do it a second time, you got them. That's it. Right. So right. dry cleaners aren't sexy, but it's a great business model. So tell me about this. Uh, so I'm intrigued now. The waterless car wash. So what, what is it? Is it like a box of rags? Here's your franchise. <laughs> so they, they, they have a prop- proprietary solution. Right. Um, they can, you know, go through grime. Uh, you know, it's it's, you know, not like you can't have a dirty car. Um, and they, they do custom cleaning inside and out, just like you'd go to a regular a car wash, mm. car wash. Um, you know, they can set up on the corner of, you know, you know, some, um, you know, a shopping mall, you know, they got, you know, pop-up tents and pop-up banners. And, um, um, they also go to people's homes. So I experienced this, uh, last summer. So I was trying to get my SUV washed and we have a great place just short distance uh, from us, but it seems to be the only place within, you know, a relatively short driving distance from me. And so I called him up. I said, hey, I'd like to get a detail. Um, Okay, we're four four weeks booked out. Wow. I'm like, four weeks? I'd I'd never heard of a place being booked out four weeks. Right. So, you know, this area could use something like this. Right. Um, And you just need to find the right person. Now, this this business actually comes from across the Atlantic to us. It didn't start here in the United States, started over there in in Europe. And then uh, the founder brought it to the United States. It's 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 a really intriguing. It's a really intriguing concept. And it just it just goes to show you that. There's a if, if there's a business in a sector, there's probably a franchise in that sector too, right? Somebody figured out how to make the business work. They figured out the systems. They took the time to write the systems down. And there's probably somebody who figured out how to make it work. So break down for us the the advantages to uh, to franchising in a really clear, concise way. Because there's there, there are people listening right now 
who are thinking about starting a business and they didn't give a franchise a thought because they were like, ah, monthly royalties. I don't need no stinking monthly royalties. Well, what you don't need is to fail in six months, right? So a franchise is basically a successful business that somebody else has done that you can replicate. So give us the, give us the benefits of franchising. So it's a three-legged stool, right? It's generally a lower cost to enter into the business, um, lower risk, and um, uh, uh, quicker to get into business, right? So I'll give you my personal story, right? Back in 2009, when I was looking to do something um, or looking for my next move, right? I, I, don't, I don't sit around and, you know, not work well, right? So uh, the other thing is I'm not a creator of, you know, manuals, Right. I'm, I'm not I'm not a good writer. Right. I can think of things, but getting putting on paper is, you know, um, very difficult. Uh, so which is why a franchise system was was the best, you know, mode to get into business for me, because, you know, 2009 was a very risky time. So franchising was, is, a, is a lower risk. I got into a service business with a demand component lowered my risk even as much as possible, right? The investment was uh, within my range and because the credit markets were, you know, frozen at the time, <clears throat> this was pretty much self-financed. And I wanted to be in business, you know, ASAP. And I did my research, I did my validation, I did my due diligence in three months flat, right? And signed the agreement and off to training. I, I, I didn't open my business in three months, but you know, I did all my research and, and signed the agreements in three months fat, flat, which is pretty quick. Oh, that's great. That's a that's a fantastic example. And, you know, I would imagine that it, it's it's a good thing as a as a franchise consultant to have owned a franchise so that I mean, you you live and breathe it, you speak the language like people, you know, they can feel it coming from you that you that you get what they're talking about. All right. So, Somebody, somebody listens to this and they say to themselves, hey, I, I got it. This guy, you know, he convinced me I'm going to buy a franchise. What are, what are the next steps? What are the first steps? I shouldn't say next steps. What are the first steps? What should people do if they're, if they're thinking about starting a franchise? They have some money saved up. They have good credit. They've been in business for a little while. What's the first thing they need to do? So they they've we've found them a business. No, they're already? coming to you. They they've got they've got their they've got their house in order from a financial standpoint, from a credit standpoint, and uh, now okay. they gotta they gotta get started on the process of finding something. Right. So we have an initial conversation. You know, we go through the basics. We have them fill out our entrepreneurial profile, which is which is a profile about themselves. gives gives me a lot of information about you know uh, their decision making process. You know their their skills. Uh, their preferences, right? Just a lot of information about them. Um, then we move to a, a personal, building a personal business model. Um, this is where we sit down and, you know, I just ask them a bunch of questions, you know, what, what industries or categories do you have an interest or you're not interested in? Uh, ge geographically, where would you like your business? Because nowadays, right, people, you know, are contemplating moving you know all over the place so we can you know i can help people that are moving out of state or people that are moving into state or you know so i can help people across the country um you know what about employees you know are you you know do you want a business with no employees 
um, you know, two or three employees or as many employees as it takes to, you know, operate, you know, a given size business. Um, you know, what about the maturity of the franchisor? There are franchisors that have been out there 20 plus and some that are just started, right? Each, each has advantages and disadvantages. <clears throat> so there's all these questions that we go through, right, to build what they want their business to look like, act like, and feel like. So once we do that, uh, I have their entrepreneurial profile, I have their business model, um, then, I can, then I start conducting my research. We represent about 280 different franchisors that cover all categories um, of business. Um, and I narrow that down. Um, and my goal is to come up with three to five options for my client to start their due diligence and look at. The one thing that we don't do is we don't come back to them and go, okay, here's the business for you. Buy it, do it, you know, invest in it. This is the one. That, that's not how we operate, right? Here are, here are three to five businesses that meet your criteria and I walk them through each business and why I think each business meets their criteria, their goals, their objectives, the life, you know, lifestyle is a big thing, you know, big part of that. Um, and then I get them in touch with the franchisor. They start having weekly conversations. I continue to have, I kind of turn into a coach at that point, right? I'm making sure that they're getting the information. The franchisor is holding up their end of, you know, the 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 bargain in terms of informing them and, and uh, teaching them everything about the the business. Um, I'm answering. I'm there to answer my qu uh, questions from my client. Set expectations. Keep the, you know keep them on the rails. If if their expectations go off the rails, you know sometimes I gotta gently nudge them back there. Um, you know, life gets in the way. So, you know, sometimes they're like, Hey, I've got to put it on hold, you know, but I'll come on back. Um, and I just help them through this process to the point where they, they get to the end, they've done all their due diligence, all their exploration. The franchisor has said, we would like to award you, you know, a franchise. Here's the agreement. You know, we would like you know, an answer within, you know, five to 10 business days, typical, right? Then uh, we have a phone call and that's when, that's when the fear factor kicks in, you know, for my clients. Because at that point, they've been asked to make a decision. Up to that point, no, you know, they've never been asked to make any decisions. And so fear gets in, am I good enough? Can I do this? Will I, will I be successful, right? All those questions come flooding back after they've done all this due diligence and built up their confidence, uh, it all comes back. And you know, this, is where, this is where I really come in to remind them and really take them back through the three to six months that they just spent learning about this business, getting excited about this business, telling me their dreams about what they're going to do with this business and, you know, the income that they're going to make from this business and how it's going to change their lives, right? Bring them through all of that again to remind them of why this may make sense for them, right? And then, you know, tell them that that's, you know, they have to, you know, think about that look at their goals and objectives and, you know, make the decision that's best for them and their families. And, you know, sometimes they come back with a yes and a lot of times they come back with a no.
And, and that's just part of the process. So I would imagine that referrals are, are probably pretty good for you because if somebody's going to refer a person to you, they've had a conversation with at least one person, maybe two other people. And, you know, that person has filled them in on how franchising works and that sort of thing. Who gives you your best referrals? Where do your best referrals come from? Um, best referrals come from, you know, outplacement counselors, career coaches, um, you know, friends, uh, believe it or not, attorneys, right? Attorneys know everybody. They talk to everybody. Uh, financial advisors can be a good uh, referral source, uh, even accountants on occasion. Um, you know, really anybody who, you know, has a friend or, uh, you know, that is unhappy with their job or is out of a job and, you know, doesn't know, you know, what they want to do or which direction. Um, because working with me doesn't cost my clients anything, right? It is, it is a, truly an exploration to see if business ownership might be something that, you know, they want to do. Because at any time through that whole process, they can say no. So, um, you know, but referrals are the best source of, of new clients for me, most definitely. Okay, so if I hear somebody saying, hey, I've always wanted to own a business and, you know, I think now might be the right time, that's a person to get in touch with, to put in touch with you. If somebody says, hey, you know, I'm thinking about the next move in my life, I got a little money saved up, I'm, I'm going to take a month or two off and then figure it out, that might be a good person to connect with you too. If somebody says, hey, listen, I just got divorced and I got a bunch of money in a settlement and I got nothing to do now, I mean, maybe maybe that, that could be a good person if they, I mean, they need to work. So, you know, um, and having 280 different uh, types of businesses or 280 different business types, business, you know, opportunities at your fingertips, that makes you uniquely suited to, uh, to find something for them based on what they like and who they are and their, and their work style. So that leads me to this question, Scott, who is absolutely not a good person to connect with you? Who, who would you say, Dave, please keep them away from me. They are going to waste my time. It's just going to be a nightmare. I don't want that referral. Who's the person you don't want? Yeah. You know, people, people who don't have an entrepreneurial spirit, um, you know, have never people who may not have ever thought of going into business for themselves. Um, you know, people who just enjoy going to work, getting a paycheck and coming home. Um, uh, you know, people who, uh, are, you know, somewhere in their, their, their life at the moment that, you know, there, there might be, you know, just too much going on and, and they can't focus on, you know, the exploration because it is a commitment of time. They have to, they have to make a commitment to spend the time to do the exploration. And if they can't make that commitment, then that's, you know, that's just not good for either one of us. Um, so they have to be able to make that commitment and they have to have that desire, right? Because um, again, you know, business ownership isn't always hearts and roses. There's a lot of upside but it does take hard work. Um, uh, I, I've enjoyed it, you know, every step of it, you know, uh, of the way. Uh, but, you know, there's been moments where you're like, <laughs> what, what have I gotten myself into? And, you know, maybe corporate life would be better. But, 
you know, uh, the independence, the flexibility, and all the other upsides, uh, the control uh, is definitely worth it. All right, Scott. So now I'm going to give you another minute to think. I want you to give us three things we should take away from our time together today. What are three things that you want the people who are watching, the people who are listening to uh, come away from our time together and you want them to remember. Take a minute and think about that. I want to remind folks once again that our show is brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for over 35 years. The folks at Sandrowski have been helping people with their tax planning. So you are a successful person in business. Maybe you're a successful realtor or you're a successful salesperson and you've made a big sale and you got a huge commission and you're wondering how that commission is going to be taxed. Or maybe you're a business owner and you had a liquidation event, you had an exit event and you sold your business and now you're wondering, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? How much tax am I going to have to pay? Or you are thinking of selling your business and you want to make sure you pay as little tax on the sale of that business as possible. Those are all scenarios when it makes perfect sense to call Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. You can reach out to them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. And if you're thinking of selling your business, that is the best time to bring them in because if you're going to sell your business anytime in the next five to seven years, the way your business is structured will affect, will impact the tax burden you have when you make money from the sale of your business. So get Sandrowski and his team in there to look at your business and its structure so that they can say to you, if you sold your business in three years, here are the taxes you would pay. If you make these changes and sell your business in five years, this is the difference in your tax exposure. You need to have somebody do that analysis for you because it makes all the difference in the world. Harry Sandrowski was just telling me that he saved someone over $10 million. Now, this was a big business that was sold, but he saved them over $10 million in capital gains tax because they took the time five years prior to the sale and structured the business appropriately. So 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Give Sandrowski a call today. And don't forget to get your copy of the Revenue Roadmap Guide. It's free. It's from me. It's a gift. I thank you for listening. I thank you for watching. Download your guide for business to business development today. RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Go there, enter your contact info, get your free business development guide. Okay, Scott, give us the three things folks should take away from our time together today. Sure. Right. Franchising in the franchise world is, is more than food and retail. And that's the number one misperception that everyone has about franchising. <clears throat> um, there is no cost to work with myself as a franchise consultant. Uh, it doesn't cost you any more to get into a franchise business for working with a franchise, cons- uh, with working with a franchise consultant. Look at me as a real estate agent. It's kind of the same model, right? As a buyer, you know, it's no cost to you to use, use a real estate agent. They know the lay of the land. They know which houses are good houses and which ones you should stay away from. It's the same as a franchise consultant. Third, and maybe most pointedly, right? Business ownership is the path to controlling your life and your destiny and to wealth generation. There have been books written about it. 
So if you've ever had an, an, you know, an inkling about maybe one day, I, you, know, you know, maybe I want to own a business or I think I could do that better, you know, maybe exploring business ownership might be something you might want. All right. Great advice. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. Scott Majeski is a franchise consultant. You can reach out to him. You can call him at 312-806-9963. 312-806-9963. I'm putting his contact info in the show notes so you can email him to your heart's content as well. Start up a conversation with him if you've got a little money saved and you're ready to start a business. Scott's the guy to call, 312-806-9963. Scott, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. Dave, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay, folks, that'll do it for another episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for another show. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.